KBLA Talk 1580. <laughs> That's the perfect song for you. Uh, she is a council member for the 10th District, born and raised in L.A. I say that because you're a mom. And everyone who's a mom should be uh, the subject of I'm Every Woman. You've got to try to do it all. Uh, she's the first woman actually in history, the first black woman to be appointed as a voting member for the 10th District. And she's been a public servant for over 30 years, dedicating her life to activism, public service, and her community. She recently served as the first black U.S. Senate uh, state director in California's history. That was when she worked with then-Senator Kamala D. Harris. Now she is our representative, uh, my council member for the 10th District, Heather Hutt. Good morning. Good morning. What a, what a great way to start the day with Shaka, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, so, man, you've been doing this job already for a minute um, in, in, in the midst of you... You were appointed in the midst of a crisis, and you um, carried on for the district. Um, Why? Why are you trying to keep the job? Why do you want to stay another? Is it four years? Yes, four. four. It'll be yeah four four year terms. Why do you want to stay another four years? What's your priority in that? We have so much work to do. Right. This was a district that there was a disinvestment in. Trees hadn't been trimmed. Just common sense services. For 10 years or more. We potholes or something you had to wait on. And so I feel like just those common sense services got to get done. And then we have this homeless crisis. And uh, I really dug in to the homeless piece. I've done two inside safe operations with the mayor. uh, And overall, our whole team has housed... Uh, over a thousand people in the district in the last uh, 16 months. So there's work to be done. And I want to continue. House more people. We have more rapid response uh, uh, teams uh, on our team. So that's the bulky items that you saw in the street. We're getting them up. We're, uh, we're talking to folks about what their needs are. We have a full team of grid deputies. So there's work to be done, and I'm here to do the work. Uh, I, w- I want to see it through, and I have a, a vision for what the 10th District should be. Being from here, like, right? I, when I came home from the hospital, I, I, I was in Lamert Park. My very first park in the world is Lamert Park, which is pretty significant. And walking around that fountain made me feel like I'm a big girl. So I want to <laughs> I want to do things that really make us feel proud about where we live. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's the unhoused crisis is a huge. I mean, it's just a huge crisis. It's it's going to take every level of government, right? City, sure. state, county. Um, but do you feel like we're really making progress? I do. Well, what I learned in the last year is we have black and brown women that are living in cars with children because of the domestic violence they suffered during the lockdown during COVID. We have to tackle that. And we have to be sensible about how we tackle it and where we give people opportunities to thrive. I don't know if if you recall even, Dominique, last year there were two little tents on La Brea by Jim Gilliam Park. They were one man's. Mm-hmm. I do actually remember that. You remember that. Those? Yeah, I do. And I thought, what a dangerous thing. So I went and talked to him, And there were two women. They were black women. One was the mother, 
One was the daughter. And I asked her, I said, do you have any children? Because she looked young enough. And she said, yeah, my daughter's in the tent right next to me, who was just about in her 20s. And they had suffered domestic violence. It was safer for them to be in those one men on La Brea where 64,000 cars a day go down that street than to be in the housing that they were at. So it took a moment. See, one of the things that you do is you have to be super intentional about housing people that are in a crisis. And it took a moment to get them to believe that this wasn't a trick, a trap, and to trust that we were going to house them in something sufficient. They needed wraparound services. And I'm really proud to say today they are in an apartment. They have a key. The daughter has mm. a job, and the mom goes to therapy because she is unpacking some things that were devastating in her life. Wow. Yeah. That's a, that's a great outcome. It's an ideal outcome. Um, the, all of the crises that led to your getting appointed, um, you know, we could say technically they're over, but I guess the residue of that is still in City Hall. Um, well, sure. Kevin DeLeon is actually running for re-election, amazingly enough. How do you think or what do you think needs to be done or what have you done to, you know, help us heal from that as a city? You know, um, I'm I'm on a, a team of colleagues that are working hard to be transparent, to be authentic, to be intentional about making things better. And not only did the crisis uh affect me and other members the newer members are making sure that we're doing things that people feel engaged with and I think that community engagement civic engagement is the part that brings trust back to City Hall and that people have access to you and can share their interests or experiences or concerns those are things that are making a difference. But I, I have to explain myself every day. This, that's the interesting part about this. It's like I've learned that I'm built for something I didn't know I was built for. And explaining integrity is what I've had to do. Mm. When you say you were built for something you didn't know you were built for, what do you, what do you mean by that? Oh, my goodness. In the beginning, um, people were questioning my integrity. Mm-hmm. And it was crushing Mm. And, but I, I realize I have things that I am capable of, work that I can do to service our community, and I stand on the work. I stand on my history, and those are the things that make me Heather. And and folks are like, okay, she's a real person. But I just didn't know. I, I mean, you say <laughs> that, and it, I, I guess anyone could say that, but actually that is probably the biggest comment I hear about you is that you're just really down to earth. <laughs> Like you'll just talk, you'll talk to anyone you don't like, you know, you're accessible, I guess is the word. Yeah, we're people. We're people. I love people. Mm. You have to love people for this job, by the way. I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I can really imagine. But you know, it's funny because when I ask you why you want to do this again, you went to tree trimming and potholes, which is probably the least sexy part of the job, right? It, it, none of it's sexy. <laughs> <laughs> But um, they're important <laughs> services. So what what's good is that um, the tree trimming part, when we have the heavy rains, <clears throat> we did not lose vehicles or windows, yeah. roofs. 
because the trees had been trimmed. That's mm. something that does occur and occur in other areas. Yeah, I mean, actually, many moons ago, um, when I was married, in the 10th district, a tree branch fell on um, my husband's car. Actually, it was the city car, but still. Isn't that something? It crushed it. I mean, it yeah. just crushed the That's whole car. So thing. it is a real thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've actually experienced it. And you experienced it. it. Yeah. Oh, wow. It was crazy. It was like, what was that sound? Anyway, um, yeah. So what do you, what are you most pleased that you've been able to accomplish so far? Oh, my goodness. The, uh, housing, the amount of people that we've been able to house. Go, going to Rancho Park, where uh, many people have seen in the tent, there was a, a big encampment there. Yeah, huge. And they didn't come back. We we um, serviced those folks in a housing operation inside SAFE on um, June 29th, and they're not back. They, they went into the housing. They like it. We had one woman in that space, and I tell you, she was waving a stick like it was a baseball bat. She was not going to comply. Mm. And then when she got into her room and saw a shower, she hadn't had one in a few years. Wow. That makes me proud that we can offer people services that are life-changing, and that's one of them. There's, there are so many things that we take for granted ourselves, but when mm-hmm. other folks are suffering, it's meaningful. So the housing operation, that's the the number one that I'm, you know, really proud of and really want to do more in. And then I'm I'm excited about other things, our mobility plan, that uh, thing, biz, different departments need to work together just to make movement. You know, our transportation system for so many years was – uh, really a part of institutional racism so that it could separate our our communities. And I've, I feel like it'll be more holistic that we'll be able to have more movement and connectivity. And so that's really important to me. We're, we're doing a survey, uh, a feasibility study on Biona Creek so that people can actually ride their bikes different places. That's really important. We spent... Uh, all all the winter season, making sure people were fed, because there's there's still a, a, a hunger. People are food insecure, and so we made sure seniors were fed. We're still making sure seniors are fed, like really knowing what folks need and paying attention, and figuring out how to resource that issue. I'm I'm proud of that work, and I have a great team that you know, make sure that they bring back the good, the bad, and the ugly. And then we try and, we try and figure it out. Talking with Councilmember Heather Hutt. She's over the 10th District. When we come forward, I'm going to find out what she still feels like she wants to do. What is what is the big project or the, the goal uh, for this next term uh, that she is seeking your vote for in re-election? It's KBLA Talk 1580. Say the quiet part out loud. loud. KBLA Talk 1580. Prima on KBLA Talk 1580. Councilmember Heather Hutt is leading the 10th District at this time. We're in an election. Actually, I just got my mail-in ballot so we can start voting now. Last day to vote is March 5th. Councilmember Hutt, I asked you what is on your to-do list? What are your goals for the next term? Should you be re-elected? Oh, so many things. Housing is on, on my list, right? 
Uh, affordable housing is really important. What I want to see through is a measure, uh, um, a motion that I did most recently that is asking for a one-for-one one replacement on our rent control units. So the way it works now, <clears throat> let's say you live in six, uh, 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 housing that has six units in it. Right. Yep. And that was built before the '70s, so you're under you're under rent control. They want to tear it down and put up 60 units. There's enough space. Makes sense. Well, in this case, it's not just going to be affordable. It'll be a one for one replacement. So if you're paying $800 a month for a one bedroom, they will replace that unit at $800 a month. You have the first right of refusal to come back into your unit for $800. Okay, so out of those 66, would still have to be around the same price? No, the same price. The exact same price. Correct. That they displaced the person. Correct. And. And if the person that was displaced, you know, certainly they have a, um, a cost that they are required to give to those folks right. to move, but they have a right of refusal. Okay, and so then that, hopefully that would disincentivize people just converting to condos or building something else just to get the rent control folks out. Correct. And, you know, affordable is on a scale, right? So yeah. you break the ground. It's one affordable is one price. And when you finish, affordable is another price. Oh, I see. So that's why you're talking about the same price it was. It yeah. For real, for real. Yeah, that that's a great point because we always argue on the show what is affordable? And is it medium median or is it average? Or low, very or, low. Yeah, low, very right. low, right. And that's where affordable housing can actually mean nothing. So you're I didn't say it. <laughs> so you're trying to know <laughs> Council Member Hutt didn't say it, but that's where you're trying to create a real um kind of a, a real accountability metric there. Yes, and it protects our housing stock. Yeah. It protects people and allows you to actually live in the city and work in the city. It's funny because I feel like, um, you know, we we see a lot of building right now in right. the 10th, in the 8th. I mean, That's I just, right. I feel, I see like there's apartment buildings coming up everywhere and, but I don't know who they're for. Well, they're they're affordable. We're opening two thousand affordable doors in the tenth district. This I know for a fact. Well, in in what time period are you talking about? It, they should be open with by the end of the year. So in twenty twenty four, two thousand new affordable units. Correct. Wow, that's pretty impressive. It is, but of course that started in administrations before me. Right. So, but, go, going, but theoretically, we're like half a million short statewide, right? Correct. Uh, I think it's 800,000. 800,000 units short yeah. statewide? Okay. Mm -hmm. Even worse than I thought. Right. Um, and so, obviously, there's a lot of work to do there still. That's right. That's why this motion is going to be really critical to keeping folks in our neighborhoods and not making the tent some luxury living. It, it needs to be affordable. <laughs> luxury living, yeah. Well, you know, some folks were upset about the um, uh, the rent hike that was approved by the council recently. Um, I know, I'm sure there were plenty of landlords that were not upset because yeah, many, they were. especially mom and pop landlords who had to suffer through the through uh, COVID. What what's the balance there? They were upset. They wanted nine percent. Mm. I I need that to be clear. That landlords wanted nine percent, and so four percent was really a reduction of what they were requesting. They asked for nine, then they asked for seven. We came with four, and then utilities is one for one. 
So it, if they pay utilities, it could be six. Mm-hmm. Um, on public safety, we just did a we just did a poll. I know this has been something that you yourself have have worked on, uh, in particular, especially as um, boy mom. Black son, boy mom. Black son, boy mom. That should be <laughs> I next. Really, Dominique, I think I have more black sons than any elected member in the whole state. Wow. Right. So yeah. imagine my view. Yeah. Is, is protective. And, and, and you know, and, I, and, I, and much like our survey, which, I, you know, I know you haven't had a chance to see yet, but black folks are saying, likely voters are saying, police reform is not gone far enough and we want more cops. How do you navigate that dynamic? It's very interesting. Um, I I want to say I voted for the budget. That's what folks should know when the mayor for put the, the budget. mayor's budget, right? But you did vote against the the police dog, the robot dog, right? Because I'm from the era of the uh, of the Bataram. I don't think it worked, and I did some research and I've seen some things, and I just. I wasn't comfortable. But you voted for the budget and you're good with that. It was a huge, I mean, there were, for police reform advocates, that was very problematic because it was a huge increase in, in police raises. and It was. And, and um, I am good with that. We need to incentivize local hire. We need it to be someone that is from Los Angeles that could protect and serve Los Angeles. I don't need you from Iowa because the wages are low and, and comparably you'll be living like La Vida Loca here and bringing all those ideas. I need you to understand the tapestry of Los Angeles in order to protect and serve. And so the figures matched living in Los Angeles. Now what we need to do is make sure people actually apply. And uh, the previous chief I had that conversation with I said, this needs to be a local hire. This needs to be people from our community. They, Idaho, they don't know Los Angeles. They're not going to get why we are up this late. They're not going to get why it, uh, you have marks on your neck because your family uses a quarter to clear up a coal. They, they're going to think those are finger marks. Like, you're not going to get why culturally all the things that happen mm. in our city. Um. Talk about who has endorsed you. The mayor! The yes! mayor of Los Angeles, Karen Bass. <laughs> mayor yes. Karen Bass, which never gets old to say. Mayor Karen Bass, our first woman, our first black woman mayor. That is a, so exciting and so meaningful to me. Uh, to her wanting to lock arms with me and continue moving Los Angeles forward. That is huge. Um, fire has endorsed me. Los Angeles Fire Department. They are our heroes. If your grandma's hurt, they're coming. Yeah, that's true. If you OD in, they're coming. Like, they're coming. If there's a fire, they're coming. When we um, just saw the mudslides in Baldwin Crest, they're right there. The chief, myself, and the mayor assessing issues. So that it feels good. Which was awesome, by the way. I mean, it was great to see you guys on the ground figuring out the super local CD10 impact, which right. has been considerable. Um, I was surprised the LA Times did not endorse you. They endorsed Eddie Anderson. He, he's super progressive. Mm-hmm. And okay. 
Um, I like Eddie, by the way. Yeah, me too. Right. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm just, but I'm just talking specifically about this seat that you're in now. What would you, how would you, re- how would re- you clap back? Not to the LA Times, but to us, the voters that listen to KBLA Talk 1580. I'm highly qualified to do the work. And I say highly qualified because I have years of it. I have relationships in federal government, state government, at county government, and, and our local city government. I bring all that to make quick change right here in the 10th district. Um, and I have a history as a voting member of making quick change and working. They say, this is, they say um, Heather Head has been thoughtful. Her colleagues say she's thoughtful, hardworking, and a collaborative presence on the council. But she doesn't appear to have a vision. I know. I got no, oh, girl, the vision. It's wearing me out. I'm like, how do I not have a vision? For... That's so funny. I was, I was really um, surprised that that was how they depicted my personality. Because I see the 10th District, I've been here my whole life, right? Yeah. As a space where we have walkable streets and it is safe and folks are not sleeping on the street. I mean, that's what I see right away. I see our businesses thriving and I'm doing things now, right now, to um, meet with businesses and give them opportunities to Increase their inventories, work with us so that we can provide even a welcome basket to our uh, homeless that go into spaces, but they don't have a toothbrush. Like there are things that I'm already doing that will make a difference in the quality of life here in the 10th district. So when they said vision, I was like, okay. well, first of all, I had to put resources where there has not been resources for years and then move forward on the direction of what this looks like if folks want to volunteer find out more about your campaign or track your events where shall they go heatherhut.com keep it easy that's two t's heatherhut.com it's pizza not ketchup (laughs) (laughs) and uh and of course you're on social media as well on all the things thread ig oh you're even on thread i'm impressed a heather hut Yes, Heather Hutt. I can't follow you on Thread because I'm not there yet, but okay. everywhere else I already right. follow you, Heather Hutt. Um, look, we've got 30 seconds here. Oh, what do you oh, want to leave us really? with? Really? Yeah, time flies when you're on the radio. Oh, we were having fun. We were. We um, are. Vote now. Yeah. You have your ballots now. Okay, I'll go. You don't have to vote. put a stamp on it. Um, if you're in the 10th district, I'm on the first page, the first one, Heather Hutt. It's exciting. Um, also, I, I want to say, this is how your voice is heard through your voting. And that I really need uh, the black community to participate in this election. Our numbers are dwindling because folks aren't voting. Mm, that's all bad. That's one of the few protectorates we have on, on, in Southern California. Heather Hutt, thank you so much for coming in and for all you do. Thank you for having me. This is wonderful. I really appreciate it and just love what you do for our community. Thank you. Next up, you're incumbent for CD8. Yep, it's council districts uh, in black areas on KBLA Talk 1580. She's reclaiming her time on KBLA Talk 1580. More First Things First with Dominic DePrima when we come forward.